Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Voller, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us today. I'm here with and really excited to introduce to you Denise Jamison and Cheryl Lucas DeBerry. They're both learning and development instructors here at MRA and come with a lot of great insight and expertise today on our DEI topic. So, Denise, welcome to the show. I know you've never been on the podcast, and Cheryl, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you guys on. Well, these two both come with 20 plus years of experience and Denise specifically comes with experience in presenting and facilitating really large groups around diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy and implementation. And Cheryl's experience includes the development of programs in HR, leadership, customer service, and diversity. And I know that you guys do a lot more than just this, but I'm just kind of highlighting your expertise in our um, topic for today. So I know you both are really passionate about DEI and have led a lot of successful DEI plans and initiatives. So today we're really going to be focusing on how to bring belonging a part of the DEI mix. But before we do that, I just want to kind of start out by defining what DEI truly means in the workplace. So Cheryl, do you want to kind of kick us off and Um, kind of explain what you think DEI means when we're talking about bringing it into the workplace? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks, Sophie. It's great to be here. And I am, this is a topic I'm very excited about, especially uh, including the the piece on belonging. But just to to kind of level set us, uh, diversity is kind of the multiple identities that are represented within an organization. Inclusion is those thoughts and ideas and perspectives that uh, each individual kind of brings to the workplace and things that actually matter for that individual. And then equity is constantly and consistently recognizing and kind of redistributing uh, power and, and thinking about the whole equity piece. Equity does not mean necessarily equal. And sometimes we get a little bit confused on that. It doesn't mean that we're treating everybody equally. We're giving people what they need in, in the workplace. And so those are some things just to be uh, consciously aware of. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, Cheryl. And we're seeing more of the DEIB acronym now with belonging mm-hmm. um, included in the mix. So what does belonging truly mean? I know you touched on this briefly, but can you expand on that? Yeah, I think belonging is really helping individuals uh, bring their whole authentic selves to the workplace. And so whatever that happens to be, whomever they are, whether it's their hairstyle, whether it's part of their uh, cultural background, all of those things, people feel like they can be themselves and bring their whole unique identity to the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think just to add on that they can feel comfortable doing it because it's to you know, bring your, your your unique self in there, but not feel like you're appreciated and welcome. But the belonging Absolutely. aspect is kind yeah. of, uh, I feel great coming coming to work, being who I am and kind of showing off 
um, who I am. Right. And feeling that the organization values it as well as the, the individuals that we work on uh, with our in our teams. So organizational overall, but also the people that we work with. And then we have to feel as individuals have to feel comfortable uh, bringing our unique selves to the workplace. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you have anything to add on really bringing belonging into the DEI mix and how it complements and kind of enhances the traditional DEI efforts? Sure. Uh, uh, As uh, Cheryl was saying earlier, with uh, belonging, it's really bringing our whole selves to work and feeling comfortable, as you had mentioned earlier, and also being able to contribute our ideas and feel that uh, when when we uh, contribute that, our uh, intelligence isn't being held in question, right? Or if we ask a question, um, our um, intelligence isn't, again, our intelligence isn't being uh, called into question. Also, that uh, we can uh, feel psychologically safe. That's that word that Mm -hmm. uh, keeps coming up with uh, belonging with uh, DEI traditionally, you know, and that uh, started back in the 60s. We were still finding this empty space and it was like, what is this emptiness? Why is it? Why is everything not connecting? But it was that belonging piece. And to be able to ask a question, to be able to uh, challenge an idea, to be able to bring a different perspective and feel comfortable and feel valued, at, uh, you know, in the workplace, that's where that uh, belonging piece uh, really uh, fit in to me. And so it brought everything together in that way. And another piece to add on that, there is a some research that I found. It says that um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, you know, really uh, came about. And uh, thinking about it with uh, regard to the Me Too movement and uh, Black Lives Matter and things like that, it kind of elevated uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. But the research also said, and I found this to be interesting, the pandemic and the great resignation have also made creating that culture of belonging so critical for many organizations, not just employee well-being, but the overall well-being of the organization. So I thought that was was an interesting point to make that the pandemic uh, has had an impact on whether people feel like they can bring their authentic selves to the workplace as well. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That was an interesting point you brought up. I know we talked about it earlier, but um, and I think you should include the article, too, in the resource. I will. I will. <laughs> so, yes. Cheryl, why do employers really need to incorporate belonging into the mix when we're talking about just DEI efforts in the workplace. Again, from this article that we will include in the resources, uh, it says that um, if people, individuals feel like they belong, they are three times more likely to um, look forward to coming to work. They are three times more likely to stay uh, or to say that their workplace is a fun place to work. They are nine times more likely to believe that people are treated fairly, regardless of their uh, race, culture, um, 
etc. And they are five times more likely to want to stay at the company. So with that great resignation, if people feel like they actually belong, they're going to be more likely to stay at an organization versus leaving. Yeah. And you just listed a bunch of benefits. But Denise, how do how do you really bring belonging into the workplace? So when we think about that belonging and wanting to stay at the organization and all of those wonderful statistics that you provided with uh, just that belonging piece, when we uh, also think about DEI and how belonging can bring everything together is with uh, belonging, it's that your diversity belongs here, right? So it doesn't matter if it's your accent, if it's your perspective, it, it if it's your uh, the way that you talk, the way that you dress, your diversity belongs here. Also, your perspective as far as equitable practice, you know, that also belongs here in our organization. And o- over the pandemic, all of us had a good amount of time to kind of get to know ourselves just a little bit better, you know, uh, just uh, culturally, you know, as a um, society. But when we think about the workplace, it also made us more accountable to who we were going to be and how we were going to show up, right? Mm-hmm. And how we were going to actually create that belonging space. I know um, one thing that I uh, also like to say is with belonging, it's active, right? Because belonging actually really exists in mm-hmm. organizations today. But we want to cast a wider net so that more people feel like they belong. And you hear that uh, cultural fit, you know, oh, well, I'm not sure if they were a cultural fit, right? But it's um, that belonging piece that has al- always, always been, been there. And it's uh, not making everyone feel like they belong. And that's where the uh, challenge, I think, has been in the past. Yeah, absolutely. So we Mm kind of just covered the importance of belonging in the workplace and kind of the benefits to it. But either of you can take this one. Can you tell us how employers can really bring this into the workplace? There are a couple of things that that organizations can do. Uh, Just creating that sense of belonging in the workplace is going to kind of result in uh, higher productivity, higher uh, engagement with all of the employees that come into the workplace and kind of building that into the overall organizational culture, I think is also uh, important and just making it not just a, a a nice thing to do, but it's it's part of who the organization is. It's part of who we are. It's part of this culture that people feel comfortable in bringing their whole unique selves to the workplace. So like when we think about how, we can implement it. It's uh, all hands on deck, right? So it's not just starting at the top. It's not just starting at uh, where the uh, employees frontline, you know, leadership. It is all hands on deck. It, and and um, that means that psychological safety, I'm going to go back to that. When uh, someone asks a question, me as an individual, uh, I would say, great question. I'm glad you asked that, right? So those are just some practices that we can uh, put in place. And then um, we also want to make sure that when people come into our workplace that they feel valued. How do we make them feel valued? 
we uh, celebrate their milestones. We also um, invest in their um, their uh, progress when um, they are at the organization. So what are we doing as far as buddy systems, as far as coaching, as far as mentoring? What are we doing to um, invest in their education? Is, is it tuition reimbursement? You know, different programs that we can offer individuals so that they actually feel valued. Uh, that's also going to uh, make a difference with um, how, you know, to answering the uh, how we can uh, make it work. Go yeah, ahead. a couple other things to add on to that, on to the how of what organizations can do. Um, one is to avoid favoritism. And I know that, oh, we don't play favors. Well, uh, do all the managers know that uh, favoritism is not something that they should be doing? So just making sure that managers are aware of whether they are p- playing favorites. And all it takes is a perception because perception is reality to the person that perceives it. And so just uh, constantly re- reiterating to managers about not um, playing favorites or having the perception of favoritism. Uh, another thing that organizations can can do is to involve the employees in decision making. You know, just what what input do you have? What ideas do you have? Oftentimes the people who are doing the work usually have the best ideas. We just don't always ask them. And having some transparency so everybody has access to the same information, uh, having fair promotions, and as Denise said, kind of celebrating those accomplishments. We can also make sure that we're being welcoming of new employees and uh, making sure that we are embracing the whole self and that um, organizations can create that sense of, of belonging and inclusivity, you know, kind of beyond top as we talked about earlier, um, and um, it sends the message that all employees are valued when it goes beyond tolerance, that this is just part of who we are and what this organization stands for. And it's it's real simple, you know, how it starts. It starts with eye contact, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? With just yeah. saying hello, you know, mm-hmm. welcome. What is your name? Man, I've been meeting to uh, get to know you. So tell me about yourself. You know, welcome to our team. I, you know, I'm just glad that you're here. All of that uh, makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say a lot of the ideas and advice that you just listed out, they seem like simple tasks, but it can't just be like a, like Denise mentioned, a one-time thing. It's got to be an organization wide initiative and everyone has to get comfortable doing it too. So Mm -hmm. employee appreciation may sound easy, but it's got to be an all hands on deck thing where everybody is Mm -hmm. appreciating everybody and the managers are appreciating everybody on their team, not just one person. I'd also like to uh, put in there that organizations need to have more persistence. Organizations need to have more grit. You know, a lot of times we hear it on the other side, you know, well, that person um, made it because of their grit, because of their persistence. And I think organizations, I would like to invite organizations to also have that persistence and have that grit into leaning in to uh, making people feel like they belong because it's active. You know, it's a um, it's a very dynamic space where you're actually making people feel like they belong um, in an organization. It's uh, that cultural uh, piece 
that we tend to miss out on sometimes. How about now looking at some challenges? What are some key challenges that organizations face when integrating belonging into their DEI strategies? And any advice on how to address these these challenges? Well, one thing, because it's so all hands on deck, you know, it's uh, I remember uh, one time or I, I it's actually my practice. So um, sometimes if there's a new person that starts right, I, as somebody who has been with the organization, might go and sit with that person. Now, sometimes uh, the team will kind of see that like, wait a minute, what's Denise doing over there? Right. When um, we want to make everyone feel included, so it's that uh, practice that everyone is going to uh, take part in it. And it's okay. It's okay for another team member to uh, welcome or sit next to someone who's different. Or, you know, we tend to sit by people who are like ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that affinity bias, right? Uh, They're on the same team. They look like us. They um, act like us, whatever that might be. Went to the same school. But when we invite someone different and new, that is making that eye contact, saying hello, actually sitting next to them when they're sitting at a table that's open and no one else is sitting next to them, right? And uh, feeling okay to do that. And you know, that takes the whole team, but it starts at an individual level. That's one uh, way. Cheryl, any other challenges that you see? Yeah, I think it also comes down to just um, the concept of respect and showing respect. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, respect is in the eye of the beholder, the person who, uh, and going back to perception, but just respecting what people bring to the table. Different doesn't mean wrong. It's just different. And um, if things have always stayed the same, then we would never improve. If organizations always stayed the same, they would never grow. So if you had the same kind of people, you wouldn't have a diversity, even diversity of thought. And sometimes we think diversity means race, age, gender, et cetera. It's all of those things, but it's also diversity of thought and people who have different backgrounds and experience bring those to the workplace. And if we create an environment where they feel comfortable bringing their own backgrounds and experiences, it's just going to make for a much richer organization, much richer um, team, and also the projects and products uh, will be much richer for um, their customers and you know, when you say respect, and um, I just have to have to uh, add this, all of us know the Otis Redding or the uh, Aretha Franklin song, right? Mm-hmm. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. What's the rest of it? You got to find check. out what it means, <laughs> it means to me. To me. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Right. But you, it find out what it means to me, right? In order for us to do that, we have to reach out. And find out what it means to uh, the uh, people that might not sound like us or look like us, you know, and uh, be active. And it's like I said, it's a dynamic space. It's uh, a place where we're actually constantly making people feel like uh, they're comfortable and leaning in to that discomfort. Uh, one thing for the employees. So once once we think about the uh 
creating that belonging space. So we've created a space where people can uh, feel psychologically safe. They can um, challenge assumptions. They have somebody they can go to when they have those questions that they might have and might not feel comfortable sharing it on an um, open you know, forum. When we uh, provide that space where we say, welcome, you uh, are included, not only are you included, but you belong. The only thing that I think is the responsibility of the the uh, new person is just to stay curious, right? So we have to keep uh, staying curious. And that means that we feel comfortable asking questions. We feel uh, comfortable uh, bringing our whole selves and not uh, feeling like we are being questioned um when it comes to our integrity or mm-hmm. our uh, our um, intelligence, right? All of that. So, yes, respect. Yeah. Yes. I think asking from a place of curiosity versus a place of condemn condemning yes. or uh, negativity. Just a place yes. of curiosity. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about your background. Tell me more about you know. The lunch that you're eating, uh, is that a cultural um, meal? And tell me more about your culture. That is a great way to get to know people and have people feel like they belong when you come from a place of curiosity versus um, I'm, I'm, you know, being critical of you because you're different. We want to start with the curiosity, but we also want to go back to the fact that, hey, we invited this person to be on our team because of their skills, because of their education, because of their uh, knowledge, um, because of their passion. Making people belong is is the precursor or just that groundwork that we create for somebody to actually do their job and do it well and bring all of their passion, their skills, their talents, their education so that they can contribute to the organization, right? And that's what we uh, finally want to get to is uh, creating that space where you can communicate faster, where uh, it's it's almost like, I don't know if either of you have played charades with two best friends, (laughs) right? You can never win. Because they have all these different ways that they can communicate with one another that is just not shared with uh, people who might not be uh, in their, you know, have have shared that past history with them. So um, that's the advantage of having a space where you welcome diversity, where you're actually leveraging that diversity and creating that inclusive and belonging space. And also in including uh, equitable practice. So uh, making sure that everyone has equal access, as uh, Cheryl had said earlier, making sure that uh, we are all um, uh, have the voice to uh, share our perspectives. All of that is um, is important. But but the bottom line is in the workplace, we are there to be more to create more innovation, to uh, uh, compete at a faster uh, rate, and the way that we can do that is by getting to know everyone who's on our teams. So you both shared some great real life um, examples of how organizations are implementing belonging initiatives um, in their organizations, but do you have any other 
examples or um, maybe you know of an organization who's doing a certain thing um, that you can share with us and how they're really leveraging belonging to strengthen their DEI efforts? I have um, an example of, of an organization that has created a senior leadership mentoring program. And I think it's important that senior leaders are involved in this and so that they are then paired up with a new employee so that that employee learns from the expertise of that senior leader, but also the senior leader can learn some things about that individual because none of these practices, none of these initiatives will work as effectively as they could if it does not start with senior leadership. If senior leadership is not involved, does not uh, embrace these initiatives, does not ensure that the initiatives are, are cascaded down throughout the organization, does, then it doesn't work as well. We can do a lot of great things on the ground level, but if it doesn't uh, go up the ladder and if it doesn't cascade down, then it's not going to be as effective. So having that senior leadership mentor program uh, goes a long way and that person feel uh committed to the organization, feels like the organization is committed to them because that senior leader is taking time out of their schedule to mentor them. Um, but also that individual, the new employee, is learning from uh, the senior leader about their skills, but also about the organization overall. You know, another thing is affinity groups. I um, have a lot of respect for uh, affinity groups. The reason being is that it gives people who might not have the opportunity to be in leadership or show leadership the opportunity to show leadership. You can be responsible for budget. You can um, organize a uh, meeting throughout the organization. Um, and all of these efforts help people who might not normally be seen get seen and mm -hmm. make those connections and build those relationships so that you can learn more about the organization and just how uh, your organization in particular works and functions. So that would be one, you know, that I would really encourage. So how can individuals then really start to become allies and advocates for belonging and supporting those who may feel excluded or that they don't belong in, in this kind of setting? Any advice for that? Well, with uh, uh, individually, I think that being curious about different cultures, uh, also uh, learning about people who uh, might be different, learning a different language, right? That even opens your mind to uh, different perspectives. When we think about language in and of itself, some languages have uh, one word that would be a masculine and another language that uh, it might be feminine, right? So when we uh, just think about learning a new language, eating um a new type of food, going to a movie that's in a different language. All of this helps us understand that there are different people that come to our organizations with different perspectives, different cultures, a different upbringing, and how uh, important it is to the growth of our organization. Cheryl, anything to add on this? Yeah, I think just... Uh, again, that that curiosity, but just inviting people to 
join your your group um or if your group is like no we don't want to uh to deal with that person you reach out to that person and say hey just wanted to why don't we get together and go to lunch why don't we get together and have coffee or whatever and just to get to know the person on an individual uh basis is going to help once and is so you want to model the behavior that others will see that you're doing something positive. You're not doing it because you're obligated to do it. You're doing it because it is the right thing to do and to make sure that everybody feels included and feels like they uh, belong at the organization and feel like they can bring their authentic selves and show who they really are and not have to feel like they have to wear a mask when they come to work, that they can be their authentic selves. Yes. So often, uh, as um, uh, uh, people who are in the minority, we come to a workplace and the first thing we, in the back of our heads, is what do I have to give up? (laughs) Or Mm -hmm. what is it that I have to minimize about myself so that I can uh, be a part of this organization? But instead of spending time wondering about what I need to give up, what I need to minimize, Uh, to be able to just come to work and do my job and be able to contribute everything that I have, all of the education that that I've um, had over the course of all my years, all of the skills that I uh, have to bring, to be able to bring everything that I have and concentrate on that and just build relationships, ask questions, challenge ideas, uh, bring new ideas to the fold, that's where we can really experience that richness, that diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is there to help organizations thrive. Mm-hmm. And I love that you <laughs> use that word, 30-minute thrive. Right. Well, you both brought up just the importance of just reaching out and including people um, in your organization. And actually, just last week, just for an example, um, one of our coworkers stopped by my desk and was like, Hey, I'm volunteering with a group of people next week. Like I'd love, I'd love for you to join. Are you available? And I was available, but, and to another point, it made me feel really good that she came and reached out and it was a group that I didn't really, um, do a lot with at work. So it just made me feel really good about myself that mm-hmm. you come over and include me with a group that I'm not too familiar with. And I got to get to know that group, which makes me feel better about just my coworkers and mm-hmm. um, who I'm working with and stuff like that. So it can be just as simple as inviting your coworker to go volunteer with you. or yeah. And think about all the new people that you're going to meet. All the different yeah. perspectives that you're going to get, and you yes. you believe you believe or you begin to trust their uh, ideas, and you you mm-hmm. feel like they'll trust you. You know, absolutely. Just as we wrap up here, as our time's wrapping up, what are some of the most critical takeaways for listeners to remember when adding belonging into the DEI mix in their own lives and in in their organization? I think just making sure that people feel <clears throat> feel comfortable bringing their whole selves to the, to the workplace. Whatever is unique about that individual, 
that they don't feel like they have to to hide it or they don't feel like they have to minimize it, as Denise was saying, but they can bring their whole selves, whatever makes you makes you you um, that I can bring that uh, to the workplace. There is a, a, a great quote uh, that we talked about with diversity, equity, inclusion <clears throat> and uh, belonging. And it says that um, diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance, but belonging is dancing like nobody's watching. And if I can dance like nobody's watching at work, then I am being my authentic self. Totally. Yes. I love that. Denise, any other key takeaways as we wrap up today? One thing that I would just like to remind organizations is that DEI and B is great business strategy. So it helps teams function smoothly. It also helps departments work closer together and uh, be more innovative and be more creative and compete and keep up with uh, what's happening in the world and our our world is just uh, changing at such a quick and fast rate, especially when we think of competitiveness globally. Mm-hmm. DEI helps include different perspectives, uh, quickly make those uh, relationships so that we can build trust and create more dynamic teams and systems so that we can compete. Yeah, those are great, great takeaways. Well, Cheryl and Denise, thank you. Thank you again for all the great information you shared today. I think we can all walk away with some some great ideas around implementing belonging into our DEI efforts. To our listeners, if you liked our chat and topic today, I would just urge you to comment something new you learned today or anything that you want to add on to this conversation. We're always open to hear hearing your thoughts and your suggestions and advice too. But don't forget to share out this episode and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already. We have all the resources you need in the show notes below, including resources on this topic with the article Cheryl was talking about. <laughs> Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in today and we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me, Sophie. Thank you. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.